Anger on its own is not a problem. Everybody gets angry sometimes. It is a very human, normal reaction. However, the problem becomes when anger is the default reaction. If every time when something doesn't go right or something is not set in the ideal way, anger is the outcome, then you have a problem. And if you're the one receiving the anger, you have to identify the reason. You have to understand the source of the anger. If it's coming from pain, it's unfortunate, but you can work on it. If it's coming from insecurities, you might be dealing with a narcissist and then there is very little, if anything, that you can do. If you're the one being angry, then you have to keep in mind that this is very tempting behavior that is not gonna get harder, it's gonna get easier and easier over time and it's up to you one day to sit down and decide, I don't wanna be this person anymore. We're going to start with where is anger coming from, the two main underlying issues that cause anger. And then we're going to talk about what it is for you, what does it do for you to be angry with your partner over longer period of time and what you can do to control this behavior. And then finally, we're going to talk about what it is for you to receive anger from your partner consistently and what could you do to cope or avoid this behavior? First, where is anger coming from? Anger usually stems from either insecurities and a person trying to overcome those insecurities by bringing up the balance and establishing some sort of power. Power dynamics are extremely huge topic in relationships, not only romantic, but any interpersonal communication power is a huge factor. But here with anger, what happens is that if the person feels insecure and they want to sort of feel better about themselves and about their position in the relationship, they express those insecurities with anger. And it's a bit of testing moment. So when you get angry with your partner, at some maybe on conscious level, maybe it's realized, you sort of like test their reaction. Are they going to yell back? Are they going to stay? Are they going to leave you? You're testing their boundaries. And the problem here is that when you do that, if they stay, so imagine you're yelling consistently, like every time when you get something doesn't go your way, you get angry and you express this anger by yelling and your partner doesn't leave you what this communicates to you is that you got them sort of like you got the power and they're not gonna leave regardless of you using that power and this is extremely dangerous behavior for a long-term relationship because you somehow get the feeling that you are 
more important, that you're stronger, that you're the main character in this relationship as compared to your partner. See, power does corrupt. It turn even the nicest person into more or less a monster if they learn that this behavior is going to be tolerate, tolerated and it's not going to discontinue the relationship. And another way that this is a relationship killer is that you lose the respect towards your partner when you yell at them. Research has shown that although anger is a short-term emotion, when it is repeated consistently over time, you build resentment towards your partner because, see, it is impossible to yell at somebody over a longer period of time and to keep the respect towards this person. At some point, you see that them not yelling back is a weakness. Them staying with you, because that's the thing with anger. You realize what you're doing. You know exactly how much you are disrespecting them or how much you are overreacting. You know exactly what you're doing. And when you see that the other person is staying with you regardless of this behavior, you lose the respect towards them. It's terrible, really, that humans are built that way because, in a way, if you don't become the bully when, when you're being bullied, the, you basically lose any, any standards for yourself and that bully is going to continue run over you over and over and over and over again. It's the same in relationships. If you lose your standards, if you lose your boundaries, this person is going to see it. So back to the position of being angry, when you are angry and when you are allowed to express it, you're allowed to cross boundaries, you're allowed to have no filter uh, on the words you're using, you're allowed to be disrespectful, you learn from this, you learn it and you're never gonna wake up one morning and be like, hey, I have this bad habit where I'm really bad with my partner, I'm gonna stop now. Unfortunately, people are not so rational and people are avoiding the effort of changing as much as possible. So why would you change since you received that relationship with this behavior anyway? Even if you realize the behavior is bad, if you continue to receive the relationship, if this is not this like if if she or he doesn't leave you, then you're not strongly motivated to change. Just for the sake of being a better person, sometimes you might avoid it, sometimes you might be a bit better, but it's not gonna lead to a actual change. So it is very hard in this position before you lose the relationship to stop to stop that behavior. And unfortunately, if you are listening to this and you're the person who is being angry, you're probably not gonna do much if you're still in the relationship. If you're listening to this because you broke up with your partner and you realize you have anger management issues, then you might benefit from hearing some tips. So here's one thing. Anger is a habit, right? I mean, any anything that you're doing over a period of time, it's a habit. And one of the main reasons you develop this habit is because, see, you ruminate. Usually when somebody gets angry, 
they get into repeating the problem, repeating the reasons for being angry and basically convincing themselves that they have a good reason to be angry. They raise their voice and that communicates to the brain that there is a reason to to be angry. It's very like hormonal reaction as well because nothing in your body can stay the same when you're angry, you know, as when you're calm. It's not like it's just words, it's just body language. It's a chemical reaction as well. So your body is learning that this reaction, first of all, is common because you keep repeating it. So it's getting better at at this reaction. What does this mean is that your body is getting better at being angry. So those synapses in your brain get very strongly connected and you really become very good at being angry and then on top of that you keep ruminating your anger you keep convincing yourself you have a good reason then you go and tell the story to friends and family so you're literally making sure that you're gonna get angry again right and the only one way to stop getting angry again is to sit yourself down and be like this is not okay and the best way to, to, con- to basically communicate this to yourself is to find the benefit for yourself why this is not okay. Because see, people don't really change for others. Like You might change your behavior for keeping or bringing back a partner, but you're not doing it for them. You're doing it for yourself because you love this person and you want to have them in your life. So it's indirectly for them, but it is directly for you. So you sit yourself down and be like, do I want to be the person who yells at my partner? Do I want to be that person who establishes power and dominance over raising my voice? Do I want to be that person? And the moment you finally say no, it's the beginning of your change. And until that moment, when you decide I don't want to be this person, I have a habit, it's going to take time to change it, but I'm ashamed, for example, of being this person, or I'm not proud of myself for being this person. This is the only way to go, and this is the very beginning of how you're going to change. Before that, basically, nothing is going to get through your stubborn head. Not because you don't want to be a better person, but because a habit is hard to break. And back to the reasons for anger. One thing we said is power, establishing power. Another reason for anger is pain. Nobody is angry out of the blue. There is always a reason behind. And if it's not the power, if it's not the attempt to be in control, to be the one who is on top, then it's pain. And this is always harder to uh, to communicate to the person because obviously there is something that is hurting you. There is something that has broken you in a way and this pain is so unbearable that getting angry is easier because you don't want to cry, because you don't want to show vulnerabilities, because you don't want to show how much you are in pain, how much you are weak, how much you are afraid and you show anger as a self-defense mechanism. It is harder to communicate because if it, well, if it was easy, you would have just sat down and do the talk and not the yelling, right? 
However, this is an easier way, um, com as compared to power, this is an easier behavior to, to be discontinued. Because once you have the conversation, there is a real chance that you can start healing instead of continuing this trauma response. Because in this situation with the pain, anger is a trauma response. See, insecurities are very hard to, to be worked out. It has to come from you. It takes time. So if this is behind, even if you communicate the reason, even if you understand its insecurities, even if you know exactly what you're doing, it's still harder. It's still going to take that one time when you sit down and be like, whatever it takes, whatever effort it takes, I'm going to change because I want to be a better person, period. With pain, there is a chance that the person at, at whom you are yelling, it's not even the person who hurt you. So if you show vulnerabilities and if you explain your story, you might feel better. You might actually gain a connection with this person. And, and then you might start feeling less angry because the pain is less. See, if you are healing the pain and this is the fuel to your anger without the pain there will be no anger. It's very simple when, when it's put that way. In relationships, it's harder because people have trust issues, because people don't spend too much time uh, exploring themselves. They don't do the self-awareness exercise and they don't realize where their emotional reactions are coming from. But that's why you're here, right? If you're listening to this, I would assume that you care to understand yourself and you would care to do it better for yourself first. And then eventually that's going to make the, the life of the people around you better as well. Now, what can you do when you are receiving anger? When you receive anger in the, in the form of insecurities and your partner is trying to, to get that power over you, there is very little you can do. Very little. You're either dealing with a narcissist or you're dealing with a highly insecure person at the very least. The problem with narcissists is that, well, there are many problems, but problem number one is that they lack empathy. They're not going to be empathetic or compassionate with the pain that they're causing. So let's say they're yelling, they're hurting you, and you're crying they're not going to stop because you're crying. They're not going to change their behavior because you're showing, you're communicating, you're expressing your pain. Going there and telling them how their behavior is hurting you is not going to do anything. So if you are receiving anger and if you are sensing that it's about insecurities and if you're sensing a lack of empathy, you can choose how long you're going to stay in this relationship. But if it's one day one year or 10 years, it's going to be the same. Narcissists don't change. Highly insecure person might change. When they decide to, it will never be because you convince them to change. All right? So it's a dead-end street that if you're lucky, you might get something, you might get some change in their behavior once you leave them and the void that you left in them is strong enough for them to get motivated to be better because they're really unhappy without you. 
you you gotta you gotta leave first though. You you never know if that's the case or not. If you stay, the longer you stay, the more they will disrespect you because you're teaching them that this behavior is okay. They're gonna learn it and they're gonna repeat it. Now, if you're receiving anger as a form of pain, like when the anger is communicating pain, then you have to be patient. Unfortunately, it's very hard to understand the difference from the beginning. So you get involved with this person for some longer period of time before you get to to make a more informed decision and eventually leave. But pain does take time. When somebody is angry at you because of pain, then what you have to do is be patient and the most important thing, show them that they are safe with you, that their emotions, their vulnerabilities will not push you away because you truly care about them and you're there to listen and you're not going to use their pain against them. You're there to hear them out because you really do care. You show them that you're not that person who hurt them in their past. And if they open up to you, you're going to be there for them. It's safe. This is harder to to do, especially that understanding whether anger is coming from pain or it's coming from insecurities takes some time right so eventually you're gonna be involved with this person for quite some time before you're clear uh, on what is going on and then it might become harder to be patient because well let's say you don't feel it's fair to be the one who receives the anger since you're not the one who hurt them, for example, and you're like, why should I be the better person? Well, this is where your feelings as well come to play. If you care for that person, if you love them, then supporting them sometimes means sit down with them and be like, hey, I I see your anger and I want to communicate where it's coming from, what happened, why you're like this, I want to understand you so we can go through this together. If they're coming from the insecure or narcissistic person, they're not going to communicate back to you. They're not going to be able to to rationalize this and, and actually have a calm conversation with you. A narcissist will always try to basically fire back at you because they cannot handle criticism. So if you're telling them that their angry behavior is hurting you and you would like to communicate and, and basically fix this, the only thing they're going to hear is the criticism and they're going to turn it against you and they're going to give you all the reasons in the world why you are to blame for their anger. Because see, you made them yell at you. Like you did something, you said something, it is your fault, they're yelling. That That is just... A very easy way to distinguish the two the, the two problems. A person who is in pain, remember this: they don't want to be in pain. So if you show them kindness, if you show them care, if you show them desire to communicate, if you show them desire to help, they will want to accept it. Nobody wants to stay in pain. 
nobody wants to continue to be hurt so if you if you are there for them even if it doesn't happen right away they're gonna open up they're not gonna keep yelling and keep blaming you for their anger they might shut down a bit and, and be like a bit closed off and not willing to open up right away eventually they will and this is where the patience coming to play a role right so bottom line anger is deconstructive behavior the more you do it the easier it becomes to do it the more you do it the more you lose respect towards that person the more you receive it the more you're losing in that relationship you're not gonna get anything out of a person who disrespects you and if they continue to yell at you and if you continue to stay there they will eventually lose any respect towards you because you're showing yourself as this weak person who doesn't stand up for themselves. If anger is coming out of pain, then there will be a need for communication and for connection. This person is showing you in a very unlovable way how much they actually need to be loved, how much they miss being loved because they've been hurt in the back something happened in their past and they're bleeding and they're bleeding over you and that's very unfair that's very unfortunate but if you love them and if you care for them you can work this out with them and this is something that might actually be the in a way the best thing that happens to your relationship because if you manage to get through that communication and support them and show them that they're safe with you they will likely never forget it and for them it's gonna be like healing helping you're not healing them directly but helping somebody to heal helping somebody to get better is a major event for this person for you as well because you know you did something good so really in that way the connection you could create is so unique that without a problem you, you couldn't have created it in a way like this is the the turning negatives into positives part like without a major problem that you overcome together you cannot create a deep connection not always but the case with pain for sure so bottom line look for their reaction when you bring up the anger careful not to bring up the anger during the anger moment like when somebody is emotional and crazy out of their head it's not the time to try to rationalize with them but later on go there with a calm voice and try to communicate this and see how they react this is where you can draw the line and you can make a decision i could stay here there is a meaning in me staying or mistake or not this behavior is never gonna change and it, it really doesn't matter and last thing here for the people who get angry if you get angry and you start yelling and you start using labels and disrespectful words no matter what the other person did you are the one who needs to go and apologize first you're the adult you're not 17 probably and even if you're 17 then you have to learn from an early age that you are responsible for your behavior so unless you're a narcissist and in that case none of this will matter to you because you you would be you would not be listening up until here actually if you're a narcissist so unless you're a narcissist 
I understand that there is pain and there is something going on that makes you be so angry. But it's a mistake. It's always a mistake to yell. It's always a mistake to lose your shit on somebody that you care for, that you love. So you go and you apologize first. What they did might still be wrong. So you don't go and apologize in a way like dismiss the whole situation. But go and say, I'm sorry I raised my voice. I'm sorry I said those words. I should have not slammed that door. My reaction was bad. Now, can we talk about the problem? That's the that's the way to do it. This is the way to go if you want to have a good long-term relationship. Thank you very much for listening and I'll talk to you next time.